Hello, everyone. I am Dr. D with Food Alchemy Network. This is a live broadcast. I am bringing you Ms. Barbara Blanco, straight, a Yucatan native, as well as a Mirada native. She's the CEO of Mirada Moves and also an attorney. So if y'all have any questions, put them in the comment box. So that's for my Facebook fans, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, if you want, I will be putting up a number later and you can call in with questions. Um, if you have questions, let me know if you want to be heard on live and I'll be sure to put you on live with that number and that will be provided during the screen. So without further ado, welcome. How are you? Are you talking with me? <laughs> I don't know. I know you're talking with your people. Hi, how are you? Fine. We're great. Okay. Say hola. Hola, como esta? Hola, como están todos? Muy bien, nosotros. So, okay, you guys. So that that's, um, she also speaks English. I want you to let you know she also speaks Spanish. Hi. Some people are like, okay, they don't know. So uh, Merida is a Spanish-speaking country. Well, Merida is the, the city. Yucatan is the state. So Mexico, you know, is a Spanish-speaking country. Um, so they also learn English from my girlfriend in elementary school and sometime college. I'm not quite sure. Is that true? Yeah, well, I mean, mostly all the schools here, they they give you, I mean, you know, they teach you English like a, a one of their um, subjects. So, yes, you can. Usually the private ones are the better ones. Now, almost all the schools, the private ones are bilingual, you know, so they're more strong. So for me, I get the basic in the school and uh, I just need to practice, you know. So when I'm going to start working with expats like uh, four years ago, I practice more. And that's when I'm a little bit more fluent in English. So that's why. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, um I'm going to ask you, you know, who are you? So explain to the people who you are. I just just gave a blank. Yeah, um, so I'm Barbara Blanco from Merida Moves. That's my company, Merida Moves. Uh, I created this company like a four years ago just for um, help expats to move here to Merida. So actually, this is a fun story because I met an, an expat uh, like a four years ago. She's my best friend now. Um, but I met her and she just got a problem with a contract. Um, because, you know, here in Mexico, we need to sign contracts in Spanish and it's a lot of a different there in the United States. So she got some problems with her, with the people in their house. So I helped her to get an out for that contract because she don't want to stay there anymore. So we get in the, the deposit back and all this stuff. So she was so um, thankful, you know, so she told me why you don't do this for a living, you know, and I'm saying, what do you mean? Uh, because after that, I help her to find a house. So we do, you know, their, their, their house hunting and all this stuff. So she followed a lot of the house and I help her to review the new contract and I help her to, to do the, um, 
you know, the deposit and all the stuff and reading the contract, all that things. So she told me, why you don't do this like a business, you know, for living? And I'm saying, what do you mean? And she said, oh, you know I mean, you can help expat, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, you know, that's a great idea. So that's what we started to do it, you know. So my my best friend now is was my first client. Wow. Congratulations. So you've been in business four years just out of just helping someone develop a business, which is um, outstanding. Um, so what are some of the things that you wanted your company to do for Marietta Moves? What was the goal? My goal is just make everyone that go through us fall in love to Merida. This is my goal. You know, I'm, this is also a funny story. I mean, I'm Plenty, I have a plenty of funny stories. So um, originally I'm local, you know, so I live here, I born, raise and, and be here all my life. But honestly, at the beginning, I don't like my city, you know, I mean, I always have that itchy, you know, that I want to travel, I want to know more, more cities, I want to, you know, live in abroad, a different country. So I'm gonna start to looking, you know, online, what places can be cheaper, you know, for moving and guess what, the first one is um, Mexico. So I'm like, okay, so I'm already here. <laughs> so, um, and then when I'm starting to work with expats, so I actually fall in love again to my city through their eyes, you know, because they show me, you know, I mean, how awesome is Merida and how amazing it is. I, you know, sometimes you take it for granted because you live here all your life, so you don't notice that things. So, but they actually show me, you know, so I'm actually awake and see, you know, this is a amazing city we have a lot of expats foreign years for all around the world and also we have mexican expats you know from different parts of mexico they're moving here so i'm like okay so everyone is moving here so that's a reason you know so that's why um, i'm gonna start to learn more and refine and actually re-in-love to my city again and now that's my goal you know all the people can see and how beautiful it is and of course made the transition super easy you know i know how stressful could be moving abroad you know moving for a different country that you don't speak the language and you don't know nothing about it you know like how the people work and how the people you know their their customs and all this stuff so for us make that transition easy and actually make connection between the people so they can actually have here uh, a tribe, you know, so they can have some connection and then make a group. That's our goal, you know. Almost all my clients become friends after being our clients and we like to connect them with each other. So in that way, you know, they can feel comfortable. I know that a bad uh, experience at the beginning can just ruin you all the experience, you know, the whole experience. And you can actually hate the city just because that. So we don't want that, you know, we want to give you the first good view of Merida and us locals. And in that way you think, you know, this city actually works. That's good. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. So tell us a little bit about Merida. What are some of the attractions that you will appreciate coming to Merida? 
Well, first of all, we are the safest city in the whole Mexico, the whole country. We are the number one and the number, I think, two or three in the whole world. We are just behind to Quebec. I think so. So actually, that's in a, and they do in a, in a questionnaire, you know, and then we are positioned in the second in the second uh second or the third place at the like the most safest city in the world so that's one thing you know we are we are really um safe city and then also we are a family i mean i'm talking about the whole mexico honestly but especially merida is so family and and uh, kids friendly like um all the restaurants that we have here almost all the restaurants have um their playgrounds and that way you can come with your kids you know and then just take a breath a little bit take your your piña colada or some cocktail and then just leave the kids in their playground and then you can be you know just enjoy yourself a little bit so we are uh, a really safe and family friend um city and also we are close to cancun and playa which is that area is a little bit more tourist but we are close you know so you actually can jump in, in a bus and be there just in four hours that's what we do you know so we live here but we we came there just for for vacations so you can have actually an, an all-inclusive five stars hotel you know really cheap and then just spending the weekend there which is just far hours away from us and then come back here which the rents are more affordable and the price of living is much more affordable and then we also have beaches close by here so i'm gonna say that we have almost everything you know we have the culture thing we have the ruins we have the sinkholes the cenotes that are just you know all the people are getting amazing as soon as they go through one cenote so it's a beauty and we have more than five thousand here you know so if you already visit one just know they still have four thousand ninety nine nine for visit again you know so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, Mexico, Merida is the best city for, for live, you know, and especially with these things, also with these pandemic things, because, you know, we can, we, we need to acknowledge the reality that we are living now with the COVID thing and all this stuff. So our city are being really careful about that too, you know, so I don't know. I mean, everyone ha can have their own opinion, but at least the Mexican or the Yucatecan people are really respectful. So, I mean, even if you have different opinions about the COVID or not, you know, so the, the people are gonna follow the rules, you know, so they're gonna follow the rules. And then if you, they're gonna respect you also, and then, you know, they're gonna, uh, well, basically it's that, you know, respect you and then just, just um, you know, be friendly. That's good we everybody wants to live in a friendly place so there's different parts of Merida. um you got central you got south you got north you got east you got west so tell me about the different parts like going towards south uh Merida. so Merida, i mean we have north and uh, south and west and east and west you know so right. and then of, of course central which is downtown so mostly all the people i was to try to find in a, in a map but i couldn't find them 
So um, basically, the the way the the Merida is distributed. I mean, I don't know if you see it. This is a map of Merida. I see it. Okay. So if you divide a map from the half and you go to the up, that is the north, you know? So basically this is where their most um, fancy uh, neighborhoods are, you know? So I divide the north and the half because the one of their streets they go in the middle is this street they go exactly in the middle. It's kind of like a divide the, the city and the half. That is the street that if you take and go forward, you're gonna go at the, in the beach in 30 minutes, you know? So okay. um, I divide the city and the half. So from the half of the city to the right side is the north, is the north and over the, the fancy part of the north. That's how I call fancy part of the north. So over there, you're gonna have beautiful <laughs> restaurants, you know, people with money live there. I mean, when I'm talking about fancy, I'm not talking about fancy, you know, like a, a, in a bad way. No, <laughs> you know, so people will have some money incomes and they can afford certain type of rents. So, no, so for me, I cannot afford a 20,000 pesos rent, but some Mexicans can, you know, so they live in the fancy part of the north. So, over there, um, you can find more coffee shops and more restaurants, more, more, you know, exclusive restaurants and, and, convenient things you know stores more a little bit more expensive so that area is super cool it's super safe and also looks really new i mean it's the newer part also and modern that's super modern so from the 60th street to the left i call that area the affordable part of the north so that area is where mostly of the locals they they don't have too much money they can live there, you know, the, 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 um, the locals. So, and that area is super funny because it's so close to the malls and everything. So you can have access to that, but also you can have access to the tacos, you know, so the, the restaurants with their, um, the tacos and the tortitas and the gorditas and all, all the Mexican things, you know, so that would be um, a restaurants, improved restaurants, I don't know if you know, but in that area you can rent in a house and you can actually open your your um, your restaurant there in the first floor and then you can live in the second floor, you know. So that's more more family, you know, so that have more more local sense. So that's happened in that area. And then we have the the poniente and the oriente, which is the south and the west. Um depend on the area, that will be how gonna look that areas the south is more and down over there is leave the people i'm not gonna say poor people but i'm gonna say the people that don't have too much income you know the, the mexicans that live day by day so over that area is a little bit more ugly and i'm gonna say a little bit more dangerous when I'm talking about dangerous, I'm not talking about somebody gonna kill you there, you know, no. But if you walk around in that area at 2 a.m., just walking in the streets, my some people come out and take your cell phone. You will loan your cell phone and never give you back. Certain that type of things, you know. So I'm I'm not saying that it's really dangerous, you know, but again, it's not so nice and it's not so beautiful either. So 
Um, I'm not going to recommend it living in the South just because, first of all, most of the people there do. If you go to the North, probably you have more probabilities to find somebody that is speaking English over there. In the South, I don't think so at all. You know, so I'm not talking bad about the city. I'm just saying, you know, the city has certain parts. And of course, you're going to need to be more careful in the South than, of course, in the North. But okay. it is what it is, you know. So, and then we have the downtown. And the downtown is really funny because it's the most beautiful, ugly thing in the world, you know, because. Um, Downtown is nice and it's, of course, it's for tourists, you know, so first of all, the rentals over there, I mean, we don't have houses for rent, most of the houses there are Airbnb, and that will be crazy expensive, you know, mostly all the owners in the central area, it's our expats, expats that bought houses a couple of years ago, they renovate and beautiful and stunning way and now they're rented for expats so that means crazy expensive of course beautiful but expensive you know so right. for example you can get a two bedrooms two bathrooms house in centro for twenty-five thousand pesos and you can get in a four bedrooms with pool and garden in the north for the same amount you know so it's like a eh. right and, that will be more loudy you have more more um crowdy loudy and a lot of buses pass by all the time so i'm gonna say the centro is amazing for visit if you're gonna come to visit for leave it's not for all people right. some people that i have some clients love centro so i'm not gonna lie but some people don't so that's gonna depend on you you know but it's it is, I mean, depends on the taste of each people. That will be if you're going to like or not. But mostly of the parts over there are really cool. And um, sometimes it's Centro is the whole downtown, downtown. But you need to be careful about where is oriented the house that you are looking for. Because if that house is oriented to the sound, yes, it is Centro, but it's ugly. And if that house is oriented to the north, yes, it is Centro. But it's the nice part, you know. So even in central, you have difference. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. And uh, so, tell me, um, are there galleries in uh, Merida? Are there galleries? Are there uh, like trying to like besides the tacos, besides the food? Uh, you know, you can go to the beach. Um, but you got to travel, like you said, 20, 30 minutes, all depends where you're coming from, for me to So, um, what are some of the museums, if you have them in art galleries, what are they? Yeah, well, most of the museums and art galleries are in Centro. That's, I mean, especially art galleries. Museums, we have a couple of, a little bit more in the north, but mostly of the galleries are in Centro, you know, because that's where where the, the tourists are. They are beautiful, you know, they're super fancy. Merida is actually one of their um, most cultural places, you know, our governor just all the all the time is it's just pushing up um, a lot of um, I'm going to say events, cultural events, you know, so we have a lot of that things, you know, and uh, about history, about 
was better before COVID, honestly. Now we are just start to, again, you know, step by step. Uh, again, um, the governor is allowed, again, all these events, but not so, I mean, that many, like before COVID, they're having a little bit careful now. But yes, still we have events, we have art galleries, everything is open now. And uh, just in, we are just jumping to the green light in this, uh, this month. So the governor say that by January, they're gonna allow the, you know, the, the concerts and the big uh, events and all this stuff. So we're, I think we're almost um, there in the normality, you know? <laughs> Right. Well, it's going to be a new normal, just like yeah. you going into the uh, to the store, yeah. to the what is it, into the gallery, they take your your temperature. And I'm like, okay, supposing I'm running a fever that day, and because it, it's hot outside, you want to take my temperature and thinking it's, I got COVID. So some of it I think is stupid, but they do that here. I have to tell a lady, please do not point that at my head. Do you even know what that is? Do you even know what that contains? You point it to my wrist. So what I do is I go, look, this is what you do. You're not going to point it at my head. This is my brain. And guess what? That is still like electronics. And, and the lady just looked at me like, huh? I was like, okay, I'm not speaking very well. They don't understand. So they're not even given proper training. Okay, you do this and you take people's temperature. At least that's what I experienced since I've been in America. And I just told the lady, I was like, hold up. And she looked at me and I was like, this is what you're going to do. I was like, I have no problem. I said, even if you want, I will bring my own and I can take my temperature right there, let you see it. And then she looked at me like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that one. So um, with that being said, I like Merida. I like the different parts of Merida. I have friends that live in the South. I have friends that live in the North. I have friends that live in the Central. Um, and I think I live in the North. Yeah, I live in Las Americas in the north, right? Or is that kind of? Yeah, Las Americas is the north, is the affordable part of the north, but it's actually outside Periferico. You know, Periferico okay. is the faster yeah. road around the whole city, you know, so it's like a highway. Okay. So areas outside Periferico are slightly different than inside the city. But yes, we consider Las Americas the north, just in the, in the side of the affordable part of the north, but yes. Okay. So I like that. Um, so like I said, it all depends on what you're looking for too. Um, I do like uh, the stores. Um, what I don't like is, what is that? Harbor Lifestyle Mall. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to say the Merida have a place for everyone, you know, so even houses, or malls, you know, so we have fancy malls. Yes, we have it, you know. So a lot of people with a lot of money live here. And I'm not talking about expats, I'm talking about Mexicans. So yes. um, you can say that if you go uh, just walking in the north, you can see a Tesla car just, you know, going there and just driving for somebody and a Lamborghini and all this stuff. So a lot of people with money live here. You know, but the beauty of the city is we have a place for everyone. So yep. we have fancy like a 
harbor or la isla and we have medium like a mall Aldabrisa mall or galerias and we have affordable like a plaza fiesta and plaza las americas so we have a place for everyone See, i didn't even know that okay so see you're educating me too so <laughs> so i got some places to visit so okay what else was the other question so now we done got about media and move tell me what your company does exactly like what is the process of when a person uh they contact you what is what is something that you do uh, we offer different service so uh, i have a lot of clients for different things so everything that is about to move to merida we can help you you know so we offer immigration process we offer a visa process we offer a house hunting pro and package so the people that are already already ready to move they can just call us you know and then we can just set up for them uh and uh uh, move to Merida package, you know, as house hunting package. And we actually gonna do, I mean, I think that the last time that we did a record, I, I talked about the house hunter international. So right. you see already that program, I mean, commercial, we've been there in one of the chapters the last season, but it's like that, you know, so we're gonna pick you up, we're gonna drop you on the places, we're gonna be with you during the whole process, we're gonna give you advices about this place, the other place, blah, 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 just in house country, just three, we're gonna visit pretty much about 12 places or so. So until you say no more, we're gonna keep visit places so you find something that you like. And then we're gonna help you do the, uh, the, the uh, contract process. We're gonna help you uh, to review the contract. We're gonna help you to, to go, um, you know, secure the place, lock the place, set up some some um, services that you need. You know, some some um, like internet or something like that. So all the process is for the people that are ready to move. We work really really fast, and maybe you know already the renters here move really fast too. So a place that you see today, if you don't take that place, maybe that place will be gone tomorrow. So um, that's why we find places for our clients in pretty much one week. So we help them to move really really fast and uh beside that we also offer um, and tours so for the people that are not ready to move we offer a pre-move tour and we offer a neighborhood tours so and that way they're gonna know more about the city and the places before they actually take the decision to move so uh, we offer all that stuff and and we are client kind of like a implementing a new tours for the next week the next week sorry the next year that that will be uh, we're gonna so we're gonna actually add it an emblematic places to Merida like a parks and in church and give you some story about the city you know and we're gonna do that we're gonna implement that tour the next year and also the beach tours too because here we have a lot of beaches you know I mean pretty much I mean just I can't remember more than 15 beaches so we're gonna actually tour some of these beaches, you know, so that people can see how close we are from the beach and then don't freak out about living in the city. And, you know, because it's the easy, the access to the beach is really easy. So that's some of their, their um, 
service that we offer, but honestly, we do everything. I mean, I have clients that hire me for for op- helping to open Mexican accounts, to go to the bank, go to their to their um, doctors for translate, whatever you need, they can help you to be more comfortable and actually make more easy your move here. We provide the service. That's cool. See, that's that's a well-rounded service that uh, people are definitely looking for. So um, what else was that? So you you explained a different process for a temporary residency um, and the permanent residency. So what would a visa, so how would someone you suggest come in to start their visa process? Uh, what do you do to work with them? Are there requirements that you need uh, for them to work with you for that? before like say temporary residency or permanent residency? Well, that's not my requirements, that's immigration requirements. So visas and visa process have a different types, you know? So if you want to come to Merida and you are a tourist, the only thing that you're gonna need is your passport. So um, you can come here with your passport, just take your passport, take your flight, fly here to the airport and as soon as you cross the border they're going to give you a tourist visa that visa going to allow you to stay in the country for 180 days so uh, that's the first visa you know the basic visa so you can be here for six months pretty much and then if you want to stay here more longer you can actually um, now with the COVID thing they allow to to um, extend that visa, you know. So after the six months, if you don't want to leave, you can extend that visa for other six months, just doing a process in immigration. We can help you with that too. And um, but if you need to leave, I mean, if, if you don't want to stay, you can just fly out, and that's it. That's the their 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 first visa, you know. Um, before COVID, actually. For that visa, you actually need to leave the country after the 180 days and just do, you know, you can do the quick run to, I don't know, any country outside Mexico, go to Cuba, go to Chile, go to United States if you want to, any place, you know, and then come back. But uh, now, like I'm saying, they're allowed to extend the visa if you don't want to leave. So they're kind of like a more, more um, careful about that. But this is just for COVID. Immigration actually is really uncertain. So they change things every year. So we don't know what's going to happen with this visa the next year. But this is the basic visa, actually. You know, so everyone that come here for the first time pretty much got a day 180 days. And after that, we have the, the temporary or the permanent visa. So the difference between one and the other is only two. Um, temporary, you're going to need to to renew every year. I mean, you need to do that visa for one year and then you can renew for three years in a row and then you can jump into the permanent. And um, and for the permanent, as soon as they got you the permanent, I mean, that's done. You, that's the only thing that you're going to need to do and then you're going to stay here forever you want. But the difference between the two is... Um, Usually they give you the temporary to the people that don't have too much income to prove. Basically, got a, a visa here in Mexico is about income. So how many, how much money you make every month, how much money you have in your saving account. And, you know, so basically for you don't come here and take 
our jobs. Yeah, you know, everyone wants to earn pesos. So, but basically it is what it is, you know, so that's why um, the people, I mean, immigration asking you certain requirements for, for make the visa. So the difference between one or the other will be the money that you make and your age. Usually don't allow to permanent visa to younger people. You need to have more than, I think, 55 or 60 years old. And of course, good income. So that is uh, the difference. For that visas, you need to do this tramit outside Mexico. So don't need to be in United States. You can do in any Mexican embassy, but outside Mexico. But of course, if you live in United States, it will be more easy to do it there. And you only need to ask an appointment to your embassy, your closest embassy, Mexican closest embassy, asking an appointment, and they show your paperwork there. So as soon as they approve you there, they're going to stamp your passport with their visa. It's a green visa. They're going to stamp you in your passport. And when you cross the border, they're going to give you the paper, the, the, the tourist paper they give you everyone. But instead they say 180 days, you're, yours going to say 30 days. So that means that you have 30 days for finally sign. How do you say finalizer, the, the process? Finalization. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to need to go to immigration and then just, you know, make their, their uh, small, quick process and then um of course getting your your green card and it's green card because it's actually green you know <laughs> i'm not making jokes about green card mexican americans but it's because it's, it's green so they give you the the, the green card and, and that's it basically is when your process is done so for do the second part here some people hire uh, helpers like us, we, we do this help. And some people hire lawyers. You actually don't need a lawyer if you already have the pre-approved visa. You know, it's a really easy process. And it's just because it's a little bit um, complicated. The, the immigration website is a little bit complicated. And you're going to be shocked, but mostly of the people, I mean, they work in immigration in the office, they don't speak English. So it's a little bit difficult language barrier that they explain you what do you need to do and where do you need to go to a website and actually fill the correct paper because it's like a 200 different process there, you know. So if you actually fill the wrong paper, they're going to make you come back and come back, come back, come back until you find the good one, you know? So that's why some people hire us, I mean, the helpers to, to go through this process. Like I'm saying, you don't need to be lawyers. Some people get freaked out and, and, you know, hire lawyers. And I'm a lawyer, but we don't charge like a lawyer this process, you know? We charge like a helper. So I know some lawyers charge a little bit more, but that's going to depend, you know? whatever how you feel comfortable but we have a lot of people they do this process here and i can recommend i mean we do this process but also like a, we're talking about the, the vicky hillman and yucatan expats and they actually great too so you know they do this process too so it is really easy you know that second part is really easy so and now it, it's just this year, they allow us some weird visa that we call that the COVID visa because for the people that have been traveled Merida, and I mean to Merida or Mexico in general, not Merida, Mexico in general, since the 2019, they are allowed to that people, if you come here since the 2019 and you never leave or you are traveled, you know, back and forward, back and forward, but your first entry was in the 2019 or 
you um, doing, you know, the extended six months, six months, six months since 2019. Uh, now they're allowing one visa, a temporary visa. There is for four years. You know, this is an special visa that Mexican immigration are allowing. I'm just guessing just for make some money from the tourists that are staying here. So just where they be legal and then getting some money. Um, but that visa is super, I mean, I'm saying funny because they allow you that visa right away. You know, you don't need to prove income, you, know, you don't need to show anything, just, you know, prove that you are already going back and forward with your with your card. They have registered in their system. So you can um, just go there, pay the fines and pay the fees and get your four years temporary visa, which I think is a little bit unfair you know, for the people that are doing the process in the legal way. But it is good for the people that have been here since the 2019. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So we talked about that. So my other question is, after you do that process, now I know some people actually stand in line for people to get their process work. Uh, do you do that too? Like you go in there, get the process work for them. So the only thing they have to do is come back and take their picture. Yeah, actually, we do it in different way. You know, it's two, the, the helpers doing two different things. I mean, two different ways. They can fill the paper by themselves and put in them like the responsibles, you know, and then they go to the immigration, they do all the process, and then you show when you take the pictures. We do it a different way. We fill all the paperwork online. We get in everything, you know, in the moment we make the appointment for you. We go to the appointment with you. We give you all the papers that are really filled and all the fines that will be already paid and then we wait for you outside until you come back with your visa pretty much in one day wow that's cool that's cool that is amazing i like that okay so all right so that like yeah that's what i'm learning different process so that's good uh what was the other question uh someone asked me uh yesterday oh my gosh my brain i'm tired too uh we know about that. So um, everybody, there's different um, American embassies in different countries. So even if you're not in America and you want to get a visa, I was told that all you got to do is go to the American embassy and just find out the guidelines um, for that embassy because each embassy, e even in each different state in the United States is different. The income requirement is different in each state. So it's going to be different in each country. So that is something that you want to look into and what is actually feasible or, you know, works for you. So yeah, uh, that's some advice. So you might want to look outside. You might, it might be better to go to an, a neighbor country instead of doing it in the United States. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> some people, what was that? Wow. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that is the big and small of it, of, you know, being there of getting that because it makes a difference at one embassy, it's income. Um, it's a lot of, uh, paperwork, birth certificates, um, your bank statements. Um, now was another thing I was, um, a business. I was told for business, they had the business has to make $35,000 a month for the business to come in on a business visa. 
was yeah, like visa invested visa yeah for the people that actually have the money for invested but i mean if you want to work even open a small business i'm gonna say that the best way is just getting your temporary and then just exchange that for a working visa you know so that allow you to work and and that way you will be legal and you don't need to be invested that visa is for the invested you know the investors okay. So that means, you know, huge companies or uh, people with a lot of money, they want to open, I don't know, you know, like a well, condom or okay. yeah, big, big things, you know, okay. so uh, hotels and all this stuff. So if you want to open in a small business here, like a kitchen or, or like a salon or something like that, I'm going to say that it's better to just get in your temporary and then just exchange it for the working visa and that's going to allow to work. Okay, that now that's awesome. See that that's process. No one said that. So these are the questions. I'm glad you asked. Okay, and we were talking about animals. Um, what is the laws about having service animals? Do you have laws like we have here? People that are disabled that maybe are blind or have hearing problems or whatever. Uh, they have maybe um a dog a, a dog that you know, a CNI dog or a, a dog that helps them, whatever that is, uh, could be. How does that law works there in, um, in Merida? Is it a such honestly, law? Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, we are uh, uneducated about that. You know, that's not so common here. So I think the people are not educated about that. The law exists. I mean, if you have a guide dog or if you have, you know, a pet that, that will be supporting pet and, and all the stuff for some illness, they should allow you to go in restaurants, malls and all the stuff. They should. But most of the people, honestly, are really uneducated. So if that is not a nice restaurant, you know, with, with um, I don't know how we say it, but but they told you it's the pet friendly since the beginning, you know. So pet friendly, they put in the their even the animal support in the category of pets. So we can say that it's not a pet because it's a helper, you know. But for mostly of the Mexicans here, it's just pets. So that's <laughs> sad. I mean, it's really sad because, like I'm saying, we are uneducated, you know, and then you, you have two choices. You can just fight with them or you can just live and choose a different place, you know. But we right. have nice malls that are pet friendly. Again, I know that it's not a great thing, you know, because that type of um, animals are not pets, are more helpers. But we have fancy malls that are pet friendly to this allowed all type of pets, you know. So like I'm saying, that's that's uh, really sad, but it is what it is. Right. Uh, someone asks, can you start, what is it? Can you start a business from a work permit? Like, yeah, small you, business, yes. Yeah, small business, so yeah, that was answered. Okay. Um, so that's good. So that that's good to know for people. And um, after that, you're going to also get a can you get a business account or you you would you be able to help someone get their business registered and all that stuff for the account for biz stuff to be paid and taxes. stuff. Can you do that? Yeah. Cause for taxes? Yes. yes yeah. I saw, you, I saw you. You got your um, I mean, 
you're going to need to have your, your visa, you know, your temporary visa, at least temporary visa. And then um, you're going to need to be registered in the Mexican IRS that is um, called Hacienda here. Mm -hmm. SAT, S-I-T, and you're going to need to pay taxes. So, yeah, make a business come with pay taxes and um, you, you're going to need to be registered there. But as soon as you got your temporary visa, you can go to, to that office and get your personal number. It's like a social number, Mexican, you know, but that number is just for make business. So it's for 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 you can do an official receipts, you know, and all the stuff. So and pay taxes with that. So um, yes, we can help you with that process too. It is not really difficult, but like I'm saying, sometimes navigate through this office bureaucratic office without speaking Spanish will be really a nightmare. So yes, we do that process too. Okay, that's not bad. Um, what was the other thing? So we got that, the business. Um, would you be able to help someone scope out properties for a business as well? Or to do like the dual what we're talking about? Like, you know, uh, they have the biz they have the home, but the business down at the bottom. Would they be able to do that as well? And you would have, yeah, you would that's completely legal here, but just gonna depend on the neighborhood. You know, okay. we have some neighborhoods that they don't have that. I mean, for open a business, you need to have an, an a special place that they have also the suelo. That's how we call that. So it's an, a special uh, permit that they allow certain places for do business. It's okay. not all neighborhoods in the city. Um, Las Americas, for example, in Cauquel, they allow to open business and houses. You know, Francisco de Montejo too. But some neighborhoods more in the north the fancy part of the north, they don't allow that, you know, so okay. they have certain restrictions and also um, also the 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 privadas, you know, the closed gated communities, yes. they, there is much more difficult to open business there because mostly of their closed gated communities don't allow that. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. So we got the children, okay. So, all righty, got that. And what else was there um, being in Merida? Yeah, I had so much yesterday. Um, you guys, this interview I did yesterday, but when I tried to translate the interview from my phone onto the computer, it just shut down. <laughs> I was like, I tried all night and I was like, you know what? I stayed up to three o'clock trying to fix it. And it was a great interview. And I had all these things because it's inspired. Yeah. I and rocked I, yesterday. I was so funny. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> you were telling funny stories, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay, I don't know why, but it wasn't supposed to be, so we're supposed to go live. So I just said, give it a shot if she's available. And then I said, well, it is Friday. She, she might be going out with the kids, and you might be, you know, doing something on a date. I don't know, uh, <laughs> you know, what the situation is. So it's kind of interesting. So. I was like, I don't know. Me, hmm. I'm here right now. I'm still trying to swim to get back. Um, I know it is. Uh, people that are looking for doctors, um, like we, I know what we're talking about. We were talking about the different pharmacies that they have there. Um, was the Mayan Mayan pharmacy or the Yucatan pharmacy versus the American pharmacy? 
Mm, no, I don't think that we speak about that, but we can. I mean, uh, what, you mean pharmacies like uh, um, herbs, you know, for doing like yeah. uh, um, not yes. medicine, you know, more natural things? Yes. Um, we call that homeopata. I don't know the word in English, honestly. It's like a natural one. So, right. you know, the, the doctors uh, heal you with... with um, I'm not going to say energy because they need to give you something, you know, but with plants and herbs right. and, you know, certain things, natural, natural um, peels and all this stuff. So, yeah, right. we have a lot of that here. We have all type of pharmacies, you know. Actually, I told my clients, Merida is a really big city, you know. You, you can be surprised because sometimes, and that's a funny story, again, I remember one time when one of my clients come and we were doing, you know, just the 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 tour uh, around the city, and you know, they was really shocked about that we have um, McDonald's and Walmart and Costco and Home Depot and um, Sam's Club, and you know, and they're like, oh, you have a Burger King, you have a McDonald's, Pizza Hut, and like, yeah, we have that since I think 50 years ago. And, 100 years ago, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, some people, and I know that some people, when they think of Mexico, they think, you know, in the dirty um, floors with a coconut and the people just laying down and, and behind the cocos just drinking a beer. Um, so, you know, and donkeys riding and donkeys and I don't know, you know, that type of things. And, uh. yeah donkeys but, but it's not for right so uh, we are really americanized here you know so i mean i think they just recently opened an ikea not in merida though but in mexico but um mexico city but i mean in merida we have pretty much all the things you know so supermarkets and in um, restaurants fast food restaurants that you have there we have that and um it's really american thing you know so pharmacies even the pharmacies we have a, a good quality pharmacies yeah. and a good quality doctors and actually we have an, a, an a brand new hospital they called el faro that i know for i know that just for one of my clients that they told me that 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 um, hospital have an agreement with their some insurance companies in United States. So they live here, they pay the insurance in United States, and they have co full cover here for that um, hospital, which is super fancy and super nice, you know. So yeah. they got all the medicines and all the doctors and even surgeries if they need it for free with the insurance. So, and I know that that hospital also has some agreement with, with um, brats, you know, American brats, um, how do you call, um, for the people that it was in, their, in, their, in the government there, you know, like uh, um, army brats, I forgot. Okay. Well, for army brats or, or you know, veterans. for they're working, exactly, veterans, yeah. So okay. they have, they are covered in that hospital too. So, um, I mean, I didn't know that. One of my clients told me. So, I mean, we have pretty much good uh, options for healthcare and also, um, I mean, different types, you know. So if you don't like doctors, if you don't like their, their medicines, you don't like vaccines, we have herbal things, we have natural things, we have homeopathic doctors, so that means that they heal you through, you know, 
airs, plants, and all this stuff. So okay. yeah, we have See, and that's our- some of the things some of my people want to know more about, especially some women that are having women issues. Those are the people... Okay, those are the people that they want to get in touch with Um, um, because, like, um, I'm a doula, so I do the the pre-birth and going in with birthing, and then I also do death doula, and I show people how to take care of themselves and, you know, so forth. But there's coming, I feel, in America, we have an epidemic with women that have fibroids, have endometriosis. Uh, menopause too early. Some girls are having menopause at 13 um, instead of the norm. Their body is so out of balance that I know when I lived in Thailand, I learned to do the Thai womb, uh, womb lift where their people's womb are off balance because they're walking and running on the pavement. So you're, you're, you know, your uterus out of balance. Um, you know, your you're actually, your your menses is on longer. Um, a friend of mine was talking, telling me her menses was on for seven days. And she said, sometimes 10. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? See, I thought I was dying for three days. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, yeah, 10 days. I said, that's not normal. And I started breaking stuff down for her. And she's like, huh? I was like, you need to get checked for this. this. And she went and checked and she has fibroids on her assist on, on her ovary. And she has fibroid and she has endometriosis. So for me, it's like, it's a double whammy because this is what I do. And I had to explain the process. And she says, but you're in Mexico. And I said, I'm in the most perfect place because they, they believe in botanicals where, you know, you guys, synthetic, 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 you know, man-made and it's mixed with a compound. So those dyes, for me, those dyes and stuff actually do not help the body. They hurt the body. Um, but it all depends on how they're made. So how does a... What would you call a person like that um, for them to see? Because I know you have OBGYNs there, but someone that does that would specialize in that woman's care for them to go. Because I definitely want to recommend them um, if that is so, if you know someone like that. Well, we have different type of um, doctors, I'm going to say that. And they it, OBG, as they're, of course, the common doctors, you know, so that have a medical degree and all this stuff. But we also have doulas here, you know, and um, like a, we call that comadronas. So it's kind of like a, the old ladies that they have all the knowledge, you know. And then if you notice, we here in Mayda, we are so close to the Maya community really close, you know, so a lot of people that live here are actually Mayan descendants, you know, so we got all this Mayan um, information, you know, all this richness, all the these um, advices from Mayas from, I mean, 10 ton, tons of years ago, you know, so right. this is, this is ancient Sabiduria, I don't know how to say it in English, but basically is the experience, you know, all that come from the experience. So even in the little towns outside the city, some mm-hmm. of the people get birds naturally, 
you know, with with these ladies that are come to help you to the house and uh, you don't go to the hospital, you don't do the, the normal process, you know, I mean, normal process for some. So they do all the, the natural things, you know, so, and actually my mom, I mean, my mom already died, but I, I remember that every time that I got, you know, like the cramps for the, for the menses, they told me, you know, you make this tea with herbs and take this, blah, 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 and then put in this and just rub your belly with thin and thin, you know, and then, you know, you get cured. So all these sapiens and, and all these, um, you know, acknowledge from tons of years ago, we are really, um, how I want to say, we are really um, respected people for that things, you know, so we respect that, we respect our uh, antepasites, you know, our people that live before us. So uh, I'm going to say that even if you believe in their medicine, then the modern medicine. I mean, for my kids, for example, every time that they go flu, I give them. I have a uh, tree of guava in my my um in my garden. Okay. Tea with guava leaves, you know, because my mom told me that that's gonna help them for breathe better, you know. And I have plants that cause um that type of plants that is really big with, with two colors, the green ones, we call that uh, lenguas de vaca, that that's supposed, I mean, you know, I read things in, in, in internet, they say that that plant's gonna help you to breathe better and all this stuff. So before Ashley gave them um, some medicine, you know, from the pharmacy, I tried that first, you know, and and if they have fever, I put in, you know, the, the, the um, cold, um, things in, in their head, so try to low that type of thing, you know, me, uh, ancient medicine, they, it's come from our relatives, they, they're already dead, you know, so, and yeah, we have some chamanes here too, so they do their their healing energies, and you know, they, they do all that stuff, and it's much more easy to find them in the, in the small village outside the city. The city is a little bit cold about that, you know. No, we have some places, but not too much. The people here, uh, I mean, in the city, they think more in their traditional medicine, but we have some places. But it's more easy to find these type of doctors in the um, in the small village, the Mayan village. Okay, so we'll we'll talk more about that because I could probably get her connected with you before she comes, um, because that's important. Um, uh, he wanted to know about cancer. I know a couple of people that have cancer that have moved to Medida. Um, he's like, he wanted to know the effective, effective are doctors there with cancer. I don't know. Um, that's something that I don't know, uh, how effective it is, but I know that some people are doing just wonderfully well. The person that I know anyway, she's doing wonderfully well. She's doing arts and crafts. Uh, she's doing more things. She has some good days, bad days. But that's why with anybody, you have your good days, you have your bad days. Um, she looks good. So from what I understand and I've seen since I've been immediate up, and I know that she has cancer. Yeah, my sister used to work in a hospital for cancer. Um I mean, you know, for, for people with cancer. And she told me that actually that hospital is one of the best ones, you know, in, in the whole 
Mexico. So they have really good care on cancer people. And uh, I have personally two friends that go through the cancer and they're fine and they're younger, you know, like my age, I'm younger, I'm say I'm younger. So they're, <laughs> they're pretty much around the forties, which is younger for me, there's just small kids. So, and uh, they go through to this situation, you know, with successful and, and they're fine. They're two amazing women that are my personal friends that they're fine. So about effective, I'm say most of the people here have a lot of, um, how do you say, when you put it in your, in the other people um, skins, you know, we are really, really, um, what is the word? I forgot the word, but basically we care about other people. You know, that's something that the, the, the Yucatecan people have. We are really, really welcoming and we also care for strangers, you know, not just your family. We are nice people. I mean, you need to feel it. You need to see it. But mostly of the people here are really nice. And even if you they don't know you, they're going to want to help you. That's good. You know, that's 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 what we need. Um, in Hawaii, we call it Hanai. So some people, we extend it family, adopt a family. You know, uh, I have adopted brothers. Um, you know, I have a lot of adopted brothers. <laughs> um, and I, I'm a bossy little sister. <laughs> but they listen and they understand. Um, but they're always encouraging. Um, so... I love that about that because, like I said, I look for a place, the aloha spirit, and that means embracing me and welcoming me where I'm at. Um, so I know that for me, I'm not a big group person. Like I don't want to be a whole brown, a whole bunch of people. Um, that's just me in general. Um, I really try not to be with a lot of different um, expats. Uh, so for me, yeah, I guess he's saying, yeah, I'm bossy. <laughs> uh, so, um, that's, so that I tried basically to find, uh, my tribe, but sometimes it's just best to find individuals, uh, for me. And I find that works because I'm not really good on groups because groups, sometimes become what I call clickish. They're, uh, they have that, well, you, you get this and this and this and this, and we start disliking um, other people. And I'm not into that click stuff. I'm into you are who you are, and I'm going to judge you by you and you. But sometimes in America's view, the, by the company you keep is what you are. And that is not always the case. The company I might keep, I might not know their character or whatever, or the thing is you might see them a different way. So that's different. So what I like about that is that you're going to see a whole class of different people, like you said, in the areas from the south to the north to the west to the east of Merida and outside. You'll get to experience a lot of different things in the different areas that you go to exactly what you want and then beyond is what I really, really like. Um, and I, I like, yeah, so I like Mirena, um, outside of Mirena, I should say. <laughs> but I, I like going in 
and seeing the crystals. I like going to Homa, the the ruins. I like going to the cenotes. I like the fact that I seen it. Costco has a cenote that I'm like, really? And then another girl said she moved in the house and didn't realize that she had a cenote under her house. I'm like, that one, that's the kind of treasure I like. That is amazing. You move in a house and not know that you have a cenote. That is like <laughs> incredible. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. You know, I have, um, when I used to live in my old neighborhood, I used to have a friend that lives around my, my block. And one day that we came to their house, I mean, I'm talking about like a tons of years ago, but one one day that we came to their house to just play and you know she told us do you want to swim and i say yeah so we saw their pool you know we're gonna pull you say no i have a synoptic just here you know I'm like oh, okay so we just you know swim in the synoptic <laughs> so yeah it's really cool a lot of a lot of houses here i mean it's not like you're gonna give me your requirement like i have a synoptic in your house because that's that's not super easy to find you know but yeah a couple of houses had synopsis on it so hey you never know somebody watching this show might like look i think that you could find me a house with a synopsis <laughs> well i might need to create one for you you know <laughs> and for you guys don't know what a cenote is it is a, a, a beautiful, a really beautiful water that you can swim in that has caves and it's been around for, she's like, I'll say a gazillion years when the dinosaur roamed where, um, what is it, the uh, da, 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 meteors, meteors and comets hit the earth and that's what they are. Also, what I like about Mexico, I don't know, there are a lot of sightings, which I haven't, you know, heard too much since I've been there. They used, I used to watch this show where there was like a lot of UFO sightings, a lot of uh, outer world experience. And I'm like, well, I would love to see that by a pyramid or something, you know, something like that. My friend said, oh my gosh, you're just crazy. <laughs> Well, you know, I I honestly don't know. You know, I never see uh, one ovni or or anything else. But I can tell you for experience, if you go to the to the ruins in certain times of the year, you know, and you can feel the energy. And that energy, I mean, you can feel it. I, I don't need to tell you. If you go there, you feel how the energy goes to you and you feel all that light so that's need to come from other place you know it's, it's not it's, it's not something that you can touch it's not something that you can see you, you can feel it so and of course we we have a lot i mean here is more popular the aloches which is kind of like a, a small you know it's like a, a small kids there is grow up but kids they stay in in, in the kids size and it's like a, a mayan thing that they told that they live in their in their um in the backyard so you have a big backyard or and that watching you but also are like a kid so they do um travesuras you know i don't know how to say travesuras so they play you know like kids and they hide your stuff so it's an oh, we call them fairies 
kind of like a fairy, but uglier. <laughs> But oh, trolls? Like, that's what it is, you know. It's trolls. Like a, oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> it's like a, I would say, uh, duendes, but it's not like a duende. Similar like a duende. Leprechaun. Oh not leprechaun. It's something that comes from the Mayan, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. it is. That's why they say, you know, a lot of people, I mean, the old people, they put it in the backyards. They put in some can candies for them. So they avoid, they do some um, travesuras, you know, they rob you your keys or something like that. I mean, you know, that's believers. So, oh my God, what's the best? stories that the people, the, the Mayan people has, and then we take that, tell stories, you know, they're fun. So I like that. Okay, yeah, so we definitely gotta connect. So you guys, um, thank you for coming. If you like, uh oh, meteors. Yeah, that's what we're saying, meteors. If you guys like, always say, sit the button, ding, 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 and it give you a notification. Please subscribe and you'll get notifications when we're on, but also you need to tell them about your event on Sunday. Yes, uh, this Sunday we have we're gonna have an, uh, a Q and A um, session with my partner and through our Facebook uh, fan page and my personal uh, Facebook page too. So um, you can find us in Merida Moves fan page and or Barbara Blanco, which is my personal. Uh, Facebook. We're going to be alive and just answer all the questions that the people has about Merida, giving some advices or anything that you need to know about Merida. We're going to be answering for free. Um, we have consultation calls for the people that want to, to uh, work with us, you know, and they're more serious, but that have a cost. But like I'm saying the last time, we're going to offer this free uh, Q&A uh, session for all the people that are interested in moving, just like a Christmas present. So that will be completely free. And we're going to answer whatever they want to know about it. We're going to answer it uh, as much um, honest and sincere as we can. You know, I told my clients, I don't like to lie to you. You know, I'm going to try to to you making falling in love to Merida, but Merida is not for everyone. So um, I'm never gonna lie to you. I always give um, honest advices, you know, even there, there is, uh, that means that the people are not gonna take the places or the people are not gonna move here. But I mean, I, I prefer to just be really honest and, and then, you know, and that way make a friend and, you know, that's more and more important to me that actually, and, and I told that when you connect them with, with, with realtors, sometimes they could, you know, uh, lie to you about the places and houses just for you rent the place. I never going to do that. So I'm always going to be really honest with you because I told my clients, if you hire me, you, I'm going to be working for you and with you, you know, and your behave. So in that way, um, I'm going to be on your side, you know, and I'm going to fight for you. And I've been fighting for my clients since the day one, you know, so I have a lot of clients that are Cambodian and I'm being fighting for them and you know deposits or whatever the problems that they have um, um try to be really fair and, and you know and, and helping and anything that they that i can um just when they are wrong i honestly also need to tell them you know this is not how the things work here so you need to be aware about certain things you know so but when they have right and that's their 
they need something and they're they I need to be you know in their sides I always be there so um like I'm saying and that will be uh, this Sunday so we're gonna we're gonna answer any questions that the people have for us we're gonna be as much their uh, honest as we can I mean you know with all the honesty and we will be here okay someone gave me two questions one was about the internet we did answer that yesterday unlike Nancy yeah about the internet someone asked how good is the internet yeah. <laughs> Many the internet, it's a tricky thing. You know, if you stay inside the periphericle, which is, you know, the line that surrounds the whole city, you're going to be perfectly fine. You have three options for fiber optic. If you want a reliable and faster internet, that needs to be fiber optic. So if you stay inside the periphericle, you have three options, Total Play, Easy, and Telmex. That's easy to get, and even some of these ones uh, come with cables, so, you know, that will be perfectly fine. The problem will be when you chose a place outside periphericle. So when you chose a place a little bit farther from the, from the city, uh, they don't have too much internet available. So some of these areas don't have fiber optic at all, you know, and it's not about if you, you, I mean, you can pay as much as you want, but they don't have the infrastructures for, for the fiber optics. So that means it's not available there, you know, so it's not about money, about how much you can pay, it's, it's not there. So, and then it's just other companies that there is a wire, you know, with antennas and other stuff, companies, they're only gonna give you 20 megas as much, as much. So, um, and, you're going to be stuck with 20 megas, you know? So in other areas like uh, Cauquel, some areas of Cholu, some areas of, of Las Americas has fiber optic with Telmex, which honestly sometimes could be really good and sometimes not so good. So uh, internet thing, it's, uh, I mean, it's a, a tricky thing. I'm going to tell the people that want to do this by themselves, like we talking yesterday, if you want to do this by yourself, please learn these two magical works. There is Fibra Optica and always asking to your landlords about that. Don't asking about if the house that you try to, to rent that have internet because they're gonna tell you yes. And like we talking yesterday, working online i mean they're gonna tell you yeah i'm working online in my house all the time no worries you can be working online and we talked about this yesterday working online for mexicans is not the same thing like for americans you know for us working online means sending an email sometime and then you know share some pictures on facebook that's working online for us you know it's not a real work so I know for America's most of my clients, they need to be reliable internet and faster for, you know, Zoom calls or conference calls and all this stuff. And mostly all the places outside Periferico, if they don't have fiber optic, you won't have access to that. And we're talking yesterday about our history, one of my clients, I always told them the truth. I always told them the truth. And when they fall in love to that place, I told them this place has a problem. I don't think that we can get in a fiber optic over here. But then the realtors tried to rent the, the place today and they told them, oh no, you're gonna have access. Some uh, other clients here have, have 50 megas and they think the 50 megas will be okay for them. So they, they figure it out that 50 megas with no fiber optic, that means like a 10 megas, you know, so it's not real. <laughs> 
So um, when they tried to hire an um, up to 50 megas uh, company, they was the other company tried to charge them a huge infrastructure. So for just putting the internet, it was about 35,000 pesos and they won't pay 25,000 pesos just for, you know, an right. internet. So, um, short term story long short story they just and then to move back to united states because he lost their job and gotta be able for for keep working so internet is something really important you need to be really careful about that not all the even outside peripherical the areas that they have fiber optic not all all areas are the same i live here in Kaukel and i have internet fiber optic in my house but my sister they live like a five blocks far from me she don't have it you know so right. this is a really Something for us, the things that we do before actually rent the place or actually show the place to our clients. I have guys. I, I my friends say that I have a guy for everything, which is pretty much you know the truth. So I have guys for everything, and I have guys working in EC and Telmex and in uh, Total Place. So before actually getting rent of the place, I just send them the location, and they told me if that's an area with cover or not. But again, uh, I'm just going to say, be really careful. If you're trying to do this by yourself, like we're talking about yesterday, you can. Definitely you can. We are not doing, I mean, you know, certain things that nobody is doing. I mean, I'm not saying that nobody could be able for doing by themselves. No. A lot of people will do it by themselves. I have clients, they do it by themselves. I mean, clients for other things that they, they actually find their own houses. So it's, it's not it's not like that, you know. It's just these small advices that you need to pay attention on it before actually just getting involved or sign in a contract because like we're talking, you're going to need certain months for going to the house, you know, for getting the keys of the house. And then right. if you find out that the internet is not enough and you want to take out from that uh, contract, you're gonna lose all that money. They're not gonna give you back your money, they know. So, right. um, because that's not their problem, you know, their problem will be um, major things in the house, you know, like structure things or leaks or something. Yes, you can break your deal for that. But for internet, or neighborhood that you don't like, no, because you you see the place before, you know, and you take the decision to 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 get that place. So my my advice will be just pay attention before, and then just be really really careful about that. Don't trust in realtors' word or owners' word, you know. Try you first, and if you don't know about that, just I'm gonna recommend them rental places that they already has the fiber optic setup. So even if you need to pay that beside, just rent it if they already have set up. So in that way, you can see that it's already there and you can pay that monthly, but at least you're going to have it. There you go. That is, thank you so much. So you guys, the inf information is at the top of the box. You can contact her. And then, like I said, she has... A meeting coming up on Sunday, and it's a question and answer. And it is what's they call what is free? Um, gra gratis, 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 completamente gratis, gratis. There you go. So that means free. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that very well. What does that mean? Free, <laughs> free, gratis. Right? So it will be Sunday at noon, uh, central time. 
I mean, my time, Central Time at noon, and um, completamente gratis. So we will be here Sunday, 12 at noon. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone that has joined our conversation, that stopped in, said hello, left, and sent me questions. I totally forgot about that one for the internet that I guess she wanted to know. So, and I said, I went over that yesterday. <laughs> so I'm glad you explained. So I want to say good night, everyone. It's been a blessing. We will see you later. Good night, everyone.